Super Talk Mississippi media production. What's the key to discovering delectable dining? Find something that sizzles. A time-tested favorite. A feast for your eyes and palate. And a dining experience handled with care. In Vicksburg, the key to the South. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or whatever it is, wherever it is, I'm sorry, you uh, you get podcasts from. We appreciate you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House in Starkville or at Brupolo in Tupelo. It would be weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Tuscaloosa. Wait. Wow. Wow, that would be really weird, Brian. There is going to be a strange brew in Tuscaloosa. Oh, the big announcement that if you are in uh, the the great city of Tuscaloosa, if you are listening now and you're an Alabama fan, or if you just in that area, a strange brew Bama will be opening in December of this year. Uh, let me get the address. I have it right here. Eleven oh one University Drive, just a block away from Bryant Denny. That place is going to make money hand over fist. And, you know, and apparently there will be elephant wallpaper. It was really walla, happy. Wallpaper, wallpaper in there. Wallaby paper. Yeah, it's made out. I don't of know what. I don't know what happened there. So you know who's going to be really happy? A Nick lot Saban. of our nation's sports writers who you know they come to Starkville every now and then, and they've had strange brew. They're like, man, it's great. They they're, they're always in Tuscaloosa. So as they go to document the crumbling of the Bama dynasty, they can get strange brew coffee. <laughs> Nick Saban is likely to buy coffee from Strange Brew. So here's the deal, I I like a cup of coffee. I like it. Uh, I like black coffee, maybe a little cream, maybe a little sugar. All right, but not too much. I'm not soft. All right, I, no, I'm not soft. I like I like you know a strong cup of coffee. You know when you get up at three in the morning, you want to look at film. Uh, all right, you gotta you gotta have some coffee. So I'm very excited uh, about our about the ability of our program. To have coffee from Strange Brew Coffee House in Tuscaloosa. That's a fine addition to our town, I right? And uh, we're looking forward to it. That, you know maybe, what? As maybe my they impressions can... go, I've never tried to do Saban. That wasn't that bad, I don't think. It was kind of Hank Hill, but it's... There was some Hank It's okay. It was very It was close. a little too Southern. I'll, I'll work on that. But I, I feel like I had the the foundation of a decent Saban. I'm not Joey Molinaro, but I can, I can get there. Can we get... Homemade honey buns. No oatmeal cream pie. That's that's just, they have oatmeal cream, that's that's right. Oh, oatmeal cream pies. You are onto something. The, I don't know it. why I was thinking honey buns, but you knew, you knew where I was the homemade going oatmeal cream pie. Oh, yes. he'll be all over that. You know what? I that's a delicious pastry, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be sampling it. Right, Shane, great thing for all easy money, Shane. Easy money. I mean, if I'm Shane 
First off, congrats to Shane. Excited for him. If I'm Shane, the first day that thing is open, I'm baking a dozen of those and taking them to Saban. Yes. I wanted to bring these. With a, you know, with a cup of coffee. Cup of coffee and, and an oatmeal cup of oatmeal cream pies and be like. We're right down the block. Get... Yeah. And these are delicious, all right? All right. All right. Let's move on. College Corner. CollegeCornerStore.com is the place to find maroon and white merchandise. You can't find just anywhere else. You can only find it at College Corner. They have the biggest and best selection of it in central Mississippi. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can always just shop online. CollegeCornerStore.com Restaurant Tyler. You may have noticed we're switching some things up here. We're going to talk about all the great Eat Local Starkville restaurants. Restaurant Tyler, the flagship. Don't let anybody else fool you with that, with that word. A lot of people like to use the word flagship in this state. There's only one flagship. That's Restaurant Tyler. The best blue plate in town. We went there the other day, by the way, and uh, we tried something different, or at least I did. You know, for years, I've enjoyed their fried chicken. I've enjoyed it with the delicious crawfish sauce. It's great. But I decided to change it up. Uh, well, the guy we were eating lunch with, he ordered it with brown gravy. And I was like, wait a minute. You might, you might be on to something here. So I ordered it with the brown gravy. Delicious. Going to be doing that going forward, I think. Love the meat and three, but also love to go there for a, uh, for a, uh, a dinner and some of the, the best cuisine in town. Restaurant Tyler on the corner of Maine and Washington, Starville's flagship restaurant. Huh. And of course, our good friends over at Firehouse Subs, they want to see you each and every day for lunch. Download the free Firehouse Subs app. When you do, not only can you place an order and pick it up within minutes, but you pick up a lot of reward points and you're eating free sandwiches. The holidays are here. It's a time of giving. Give yourself the gift of free points. See how that works? Every time you order, use the Firehouse Subs app. Locations in Starville and Oxford, Columbus, Tupelo, Flowood, Madison. That is Firehouse Subs. I had to be at the hump on Monday night. Not, I didn't have to be, but I had to be for the start of a new era of Mississippi State basketball, the Chris Jans era. I won't lie. Got off to a little bit of a slow start. I was looking around thinking, okay, going to be some struggles this season. And there may still be some struggles this season. But I was very impressed with the effort, especially on the defensive end of the court, as the uh, Chris Jans era gets underway with a great win for Mississippi State, a a game that saw them trail uh, by as many as 10 points uh, in the first half. But they battled back in the first half, uh, cut the lead, and then just completely uh, dominated the second half. Final score, 63-44 over Texas A&M Corpus Christi. You ready? Here, here it comes. Now, last year, that was an NCAA, uh, sorry, an NCAA tournament team, Texas A&M Corpus Christi. So they are a phenomenal program, and they'll be back in the tournament this year. I, I, I feel pretty confident that they returned all five starters from last year's NC2A tournament team. So that's a phenomenal team. Don't don't mistake that for one minute, moment. You're getting close to Elmer Fudd there. No. No. Same. That was the same no. tone. I was, yeah, was Texas just A&M that. Corpus Christi or something like that. Yeah, there, no. there, was, there was no speech sure. impediment, but there, it was very similar. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. You got to watch the game. Um you weren't you weren't at the game, you know. As, as you know, as you guys know, Robbie covers the women for twenty four seven. But I was there. Like I said, I, I, in the first half, for the, I'm sorry, I guess I should say the first half of the first half. I'm just I thought, man, this is going to be a project for Chris Chance. I mean, it, 
You know, I, I like the hustle. I feel like they're hustling out there. In the second half, shots started to fall a little bit. And it's a, it's a very old-school approach from State. They're playing inside out. Tolu Smith, obviously going to be the go-to guy. What a night for him, by the way. 19 points, 11 rebounds, 3 assists. He's 8 of 10 from the field. Uh, a little bit better free throw shooting. He would have been over 20 points. Uh, he was the one of two Bulldogs in double digits. Shaq Moore, 11 points for him, 4 rebounds as well. State had, I think, 10 turnovers in the first half, only six in the second half. They were down uh, in rebounding uh, by five at one point in the first half. They finished plus nine on the boards. Uh, They ended up shooting 42%, not great, but 48% in the second half. The three-point shooting was abysmal. There's no getting around that. Six of 25, 24% from behind the arc. Uh, Just rough. Shaq Moore, 0 of 6 from back there. DJ Jeffries, 1 for 5. Jeffries did have 7 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists. It was really the uh, the, the familiar names that that got MSU going tonight. You know, you saw a couple of good things from Deshaun Davis, from Eric Reed, a couple of moments here and there from uh, Jamel Horton. I thought Cam Matthews was his normal great role-playing self, 4 points, 6 rebounds, uh, 3 assists uh, for, for Cam. Also had a couple of block shots. I'm sorry. He had five block shots. Five block shots from that guy. Every year, I'm just amazed at how good he is defensively. Defensively, it was a good game for State. They they hold uh, the Islanders to 32%, 21% shooting in the second half. State outscores the Islanders 38-14. Just a pretty complete game against a team that was in the NCAA tournament a year ago. I guess as starts go, you got to play who you play. This was a good one for Mississippi State. Yeah, I thought... You know, offense has been long thought um, in the offseason to be a work in progress for Mississippi State. The the roster just doesn't set up extremely well for big offensive nights, and that could be a problem down the stretch. But hopefully some people step up and, and become valuable pieces there offensively. The one thing I was looking for in this game was the defense because I think defense is something that will, whether good or bad, will jump off the page pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, offense is something that can come in time. You start to get a better feel. Uh, you start to get a little rust knocked off as the season transpires. But defense is something that you can do at all times. And I thought that really was shining through early in the game. Uh, a Corpus Christi, they scored some points in the first half. They had 30 in the first half. And State gave up a, a couple of three-pointers, some open looks there. But – I thought the the pressure that they had was pretty good. I thought the getting to the boards, getting rebounds was pretty good. And so that was something that really jumped out quickly was the effort and what they did on the defensive side of the ball, especially with, with some full-court pressing, which I thought was really good. And in the second half, all that started to kind of wear on Corpus Christi a little bit. That's a good, that, that's a good starting point for Mississippi State and Chris Jans. The offense might not be great this year, but – there's going to be some games where this defense can kind of keep you in it because of what they do, and that can kind of let the offense start to get a little bit of um, a rhythm as, as the season goes on. But I thought Tolu Smith was as advertised. I mean, he was very difficult to stop in the post. Mm-hmm. Uh, free throws continues to be kind of an issue, an issue for, him, yeah. for him specifically. That's well, something for State, he needs to I mean, on. seven of 13 for the game. Yeah, and I mean, a bunch of those came from him. Yeah, four of them. So, yeah, four misses. Um, yeah, so I thought this was a great win to start the season. This was a dangerous opening season game. 
Mm-hmm. You're breaking in a brand new team. You have like three guys that are playing real minutes from Mississippi State that played last year, three or four guys. And this is a, a Corpus Christi team that went to the NCAA tournament and returned the bulk of that roster. Mm-hmm. So for State to come out in the second half, just blow them away, I thought was really impressive and it's something that they can really build on. I, I Yeah, like you said, you know, a good opening win. Now that first 10 minutes was was rough and, and State got their feet underneath them. But once they, they started playing within themselves, I, I thought, and you mentioned the defense, I thought it was great. You know, like I said, that's a great shooting percentage to hold anybody to, 32% shooting uh, for the game. Uh, State, when they pressed, was very effective. They had 18 points off of the 21 turnovers that they forced. Uh, They had 13 steals in the game. I thought everybody was active. I thought everybody did a good job and helped defense. Um, And they just just played a good defensive game. And like you said, you know, defense is definitely something that, you know, night to night, it doesn't really matter. Uh, where you're playing, it, it's it, it's more about effort than anything else. So that was a, that's a good start for Mississippi State. Uh, Chris Jans in post game, obviously uh, very excited about his first win for the Bulldogs. Uh, one other point I want to make about this is that it does not matter where Texas A&M puts a campus, Mississippi State will defeat it. <laughs> you know, they put a campus on the freaking on the freaking moon. And the aerospace engineering department here at Mississippi State will devise a way to go up there and get the dub. All right? You're not safe from us, Texas A&M. You're not safe. Stop. Just stop trying to try to get there. And that place is, is actually like on an island, too. Yes, that's why they're the Islanders. Really, really weird, but cool. Yeah. I agree. I agree. You know, the Islanders... Is a cool nickname. Normally, it makes me think of, uh, you know, the NHL, or it could make me think of Haku and Tama, but that's what Texas A&M Corpus Christi is. Well, they will go back to their islands, you know, dragging the shame of defeat with them uh, following this game. So, good start to the Christians era. Next up for the Bulldogs, Akron in the Barstool Invitational. That is Friday. I believe it's a 6 p.m. tip. Uh, that game will only be available via Barstool streaming channels, I believe. Uh, I know some of people are asking, like, is it on TV? Is it on SEC? It's not. It is only available via Barstool Sports. And I, I would imagine Brandon Walker is a good – I'm sure you're already following him on Twitter, but he will have a lot of information about that uh, in the coming days. I, I assume he will play a big role uh, in that in that broadcast uh, as well. So Bulldogs do that, and they're back at home – uh, let me get the uh, the schedule up here. It's Sunday, uh, this coming Sunday. Uh, so that'll be it. Should be a decent crowd, especially if State can find a way to beat Akron and be two and zero. I think you have a chance to have a decent crowd after the uh, the Georgia game. Arkansas Pine Bluff, two o'clock tip uh, at the Hump on uh, Sunday. So good start for the uh, the men. The women start off on Wednesday. Is that right? Seven p.m. tip. That sounds right. The Mississippi Valley. I haven't even looked at it. Uh, yes. Mississippi Valley. So Sam, the Sam Purcell era will start there. Robbie will be the guy to follow uh, for information on that one. Obviously, I'll be doing my show and won't be able to make it to the hump in, in time for the uh, the game to start. And then Friday, uh, 5.30, I think. They're, yeah, women back at they're, it. Yeah. They are hoisting Latoya Thomas's number high in the rafters. That's right. Uh, so we will have... 
Bailey Howell and Latoya Thomas, the only two players that have their names up there in the uh, in the Raptors of the Hump. Very, I mean, totally I, I think worthy. That's, I think that's that's the way to go. Yeah, those are those I would are think, those are one and one one for both yeah. uh for both I think, teams. I think you know eventually from the women's side, Victoria Vivians has to go up there at some point. Uh, and then I don't know about Tierra and Morgan. I mean, you can make a case for them for sure. Well, I, I don't if, know if, in fairness, Tierra was more. She had more accolades than I totally. I, I totally agree. Morgan is more about that one moment in time than anything yeah. else. But it's a hell of a moment. Um, and, and and I mean, Tierra would be would probably be the one to go before Victoria. You think so? Okay. Yeah, I mean, she was. I mean, I don't. I don't like I said. I don't, I'm not going to SEC Player of the Year. Yeah. I, mean, defense I just feel like year, Victoria, is, Victoria is kind of like Dak to me. She was like the first one. She 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 was the one that committed to Vic at that point where the program really wasn't quite decided yet. You didn't know which way it was going to go. She could have gone anywhere. She decided to stay home and play for Mississippi State. That's all I'm saying. And then on the men's side, Jeff Malone at some point, I would imagine, and then do you do Super D? Do you do Dampier? I think you should just put up. You already have a Final Four banner. Maybe there should just be another, like a maroon banner that says recognizing like the names on that team or something. I don't wasn't know. Wasn't there? Wasn't there one for Kentucky for those guys that were the unforgettable? The unforgettables. Yeah, yeah. Something like they, that. that would be uh, a good touch. Yeah, I agree. I think they had something like that. They do. They have their names in Rupp. Yeah. Uh, that yeah I think that. Good. I think that's probably. Now that, we're not that, retiring, that's you know, doing, Twenty numbers. You're just, you know, and, and to be clear, they're not retiring Latoya's number. Right, they're either. just raising it. Yeah, right. And I don't think they retire Bailey's. They don't, but I mean, who um, wears fifty-two these days? That's right. It's not really. Um, it's not really. It's not really a, really a popular number. number these days. Back right. then, it was. Right. Well, let's switch over to football. Obviously, you know, talked to Mike Leach on Monday. Not a whole lot came out of that conversation, but the one thing that did that's that, you know, not surprising. I, I feel like we all thought it was coming. I feel like we all thought that it had to happen, but uh, it was mentioned in the press conference. And then uh, uh, Leach goes on the uh, out of left field podcast with Bart Gregory and Charlie Winfield. Not quite sure why you would want to put out a message on a podcast that is not the number one rated sports news podcast in America. That feels like a miss to me. I'm just saying. But Mike Leach is now vocally supporting NIL. And, Robbie, I have to feel that that will be the impetus for another good run this week for the Bulldog Initiative. Yeah, and I thought handled it well. I, I like the fact that he specifically talked about Charlie mm -hmm. because the people that you're targeting at this point are those people that are – Either you know your casual fans mm -hmm. that just that they're not really on the message boards, they're not always on social media, stuff like that. You're targeting those people, and you're ta targeting the um, how do I say this? The uh, the veterans of the fan base, the people that have been around for a the long fan time. Fans, it's fine. Yes. Yeah. Well, I don't want to. Uh, demean anybody by calling no, them old or anything fine. like that. You're fine. But just the, the people that are n that they give their check to the Bulldog Club, they don't really trust anything else. Mm -hmm. I mean, my grandmother doesn't trust anyone. Those those people. Right. Mike Leach has now come out and said, this person you can trust. He knows what he's doing. I like Charlie. 
Um, this is something that we all should get behind. That's huge for Mississippi State because the, the people that are really locked in, they know what's going on. They know who Charlie Winfield is, and they've had no problem giving to this. And if they did have a problem, that was kind of ushered away when they were ticked off by John Cohen. Now you're trying to, to pick up the, the people that are have been staunch about, you know, I'm just giving my money to the Bulldog Club and all that. And so I think it was very productive for Mississippi State to do that. I think it was very productive for Mike Leach to, to tweet that out, which I seriously doubt that was him, but that's okay. It's, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The, the, it was the message him on the, was on delivered. The, on the press conference, and it was him on the podcast. That's right. And, uh, and listen, Mike Leach is just like a lot of other people that have come out and said that they're supporting this initiative now. Mm-hmm. Not everybody likes this. Right. And that's okay. But the fact that Mike Leach has come out and said, you know, this is the reality, and he even said on that, the podcast, you know, we have to do this to survive, mm-hmm. that, that shows me that he gets it. Yes. And I think a lot of people are getting it now that, you know, this might not be something that we all like, but you have to do it. And if you don't do it, then you're screwed. That's pretty much the, uh, the, the bottom line there. What Mike Leach has done is provided a huge conundrum to a lot of fans because there are a lot of fans, especially like you said, a lot of older fans who are like, I will never pay. I will never do anything like this. And now, but they are also the same fans who are on 24 seven a lot and talk about, you know, I believe in Mike Leach and whatever he says goes. And, you know, I'm always going to support our head coach. Well, now you have to make a choice. You know, the head coach has come out and said, we need you, need you to donate to this, uh, this fund. Are you going to do that? Or are you going to, you know, go back on, on everything you've stood for your entire life? I don't know yeah, the, that in the, in the university going full, full blown on yeah. it. And the athletic director, the current, you know, the interim athletic, who I got to speak with tonight, Bracky Brett, he was uh, humble enough to give me an audience. I appreciated that. I kissed the ring. I thought you were about to say autograph. Autographed. (laughs) Bracky, Bracky, I've had every every, uh, athletic director going back to Larry Templeton sign this. Will you please uh, sign this? No, no. I know that's not true. You know, it's a piece of toilet paper. Uh, (laughs) Anyway. So smart by Leach, you know, and uh, th- this this NCAA decision to allow the schools to be play a bigger role in IL, it's a complete game changer. Yeah, I think, you know, somebody tweeted at us. It may have been a rumblings question, but I'm going to go ahead and, and answer it, and I'll answer it again on, on tomorrow's show. But somebody asked, you know, did I is it just me or did I see more Bulldog Initiative stuff on the Jumbotron? You did. You did. I think the 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 school is probably – you know, obviously there's contracts and stuff involved with advertising, but I think the school is just going to say, look, we're going to push this stuff out the same way we push out when the next home volleyball game is and things like that. As far as we're concerned, this is university related and not advertising related. That's very smart of them to do. Uh, if you watch that graphic they kept putting up on the game during the game Saturday night, it went from like 815 to 850, I think. So they picked up 35 members just in the game. That's not to count, uh, you know, any one-time donations. They had that QR code up there. I know that there was a thing on twenty-four-seven to donate uh, based on how many points Mississippi State scored this past weekend. So they got some ch- chunk of change out of that. A very good week from the Bulldog Initiative's uh, perspective. I feel like this will be. I feel like this month, you know, the, the people on, on the message board, which you know, you mentioned it last week. 
has been sort of the driver for this. The spark has been the 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 twenty four seven message board. I feel like that they're going to push to get to over two thousand members by the egg bowl. And I think that if you have Leach, you know, on the train, I don't know that Leach is necessarily driving the train, but I do think if he's on it and he's, you know, vocal about it, people will continue to grow. People will continue to join and grow this organization. Yeah, I, I agree. And this is the, to your point about the university's involvement in it, uh, we had, we had this discussion on the board the other day and there, there were some thoughts that, you know, it's still not going to change much for Mississippi state because, um, you know, everybody else is getting the same thing. And I understand that, but what it does is it, it allow it, it reaches those fans. Like I was talking about earlier that weren't going, going to join mm-hmm. Mississippi state. So it's, it keeps Mississippi state in the game. Yeah. It keeps them from turning into Vanderbilt and people like that. I don't know what Missouri's NIL situation is apparently pretty good to get Isaiah Mosley, a new apartment and car or whatever they got him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so apparently they have pretty good NIL situation as well. So it just allows Mississippi State to be competitive within the SEC because I, I feel like it's going to give them a boost. I'm not saying it's going to move them ahead of a, a lot of teams, but it will continue to make them competitive in this league, which you have to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just the It's just the nature of the game at this point. I agree. I agree. It's not about getting ahead. So much to say. It's not about okay. We can Mississippi State fans can donate enough to get ahead of LSU and Alabama. You just can't lose ground on where yeah. you are, especially when you talk about teams like South Carolina, uh, Ole Miss, Kentucky, Tennessee to to a certain degree. Tennessee is probably back up after this year. Uh, uh, Missouri, uh, you know, Auburn to a certain degree. You have to stay where you are. In that pecking order, and of course, you talk about you know programs around the, around the country. You know, state recruits against the ACC and against the the Big Twelve for a lot of players. State likes to go into Texas and get some players. I like to go into Florida and Georgia and get players. You have to be competitive in, in this in this new market. And it looks like I don't know if if John Cohen was like giving Mississippi trying to thinking he was doing Mississippi State a favor. Like if I say this, it'll kickstart them. Or if he was just trying to be truthful about what, well, truthful to a certain degree, he obviously did not be truth was not truthful about the uh, the amounts. But his departure and his comments regarding NIL are really what you know that was the spark. And then, like you said, the message boards have sort of stoked that fire. And now you're at a point where you feel pretty confident about Mississippi State's ability long term to fund NIL in a competitive manner. Yeah, one thing the one thing that I think um was not the right decision or the right what right, right way to go about it with Cohen was he was kind of negative in in terms of NIL. It was always like mm-hmm. I mean he almost like talked like us. Like and it, that's I don't feel like the the AD I don't think it works that way. Uh you know, he would he would talk about how like you better do this or we're we're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Or you know we're way behind things like that. Like I don't think that's the way to handle it. That's not that. That's I mean that's kind of a scare tactic. I don't think that that really worked because I mean it obviously didn't work because uh, I think he did that at like a rotary or something like that. And I mean Mississippi State had like two hundred plus three hundred people in just a few months. 
So, I mean, it obviously was not working. And, th- and then this thing just ticked everybody off, and they wanted to show John Cohen that they can raise some money. So, now that the ball is rolling downhill a little bit, maybe people have, you know, gotten into the game at this point and understand. And it's not just a thing where, like, they just want to show John Cohen up and they understand that this is something that has to happen. I agree. I agree. So, we'll see where it takes Mississippi State, like you said. Uh, Charlie Winfield is doing a pretty good job of keeping uh, people informed. Uh, regarding the numbers and as things continue to grow, and uh, we'll see where it, where it is at the end of this week. I I expect it to continue to grow, and it could be. And I don't know that they'll be able to put a thousand new members in like like they were close to last week, but I think that number is just going to continue to uh to go up. So, all right, let's move on into our SEC picks. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council, who want to remind you that beef it's what's for dinner. When you're cooking out this week, first off, you, you should cook out this weekend because you should build a fire because it's going to be freaking cold. It's going to be cold. Yes, so maybe, maybe you don't cook out. You know, If you want to do steaks on the grill, that's great. This is a great weekend for chili, a great weekend for a, a soup or a stew, just just some nice something nice to warm your bones. It's going to be cold. Taco beef, soup. Taco soup, ground beef. Stew beef, chuck roast, pot roast would be a good thing to cook this weekend. Some potatoes, some Ooh. carrots. I mean, you see what I'm saying? Every That's idea so is a good. good one. And when they involve the beef. So head over to your grocery store this week. Load up on some beef. You're going to need it this weekend. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. If you're heading out Friday night, head out to Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. That's the place to find smoked southern soul food friday night get some wings get some tacos get a beer enjoy yourself and then before the game on saturday that's a great place to 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 have your game day enjoy yourself and then walk on over to davis wade stadium two brothers smoked meats in the heart of the cotton district this is the place to find smoked southern soul food great products great service every business offers it advantage business systems delivers on it 47 years guys you can't stay open that long when you aren't taking care of your customers. When you want to be treated like a neighbor and not a number, you call Advantage Business Systems. And nine times out of 10, when you need service, you're talking to the guy who made you the sale. That's the difference that Advantage Business Systems gives you. 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. I keep mentioning the holiday season, guys. Dad would love... He would love a new polo from the Rogues Collegiate Collection. They've got the logos that Dad wants, the M over S, the State Script, the Walking Bully, and more cool stuff coming every week. They've got the brands, and they've got the quality that you expect from the Rogue, one of the nation's best men's clothing stores. Let's go check them out down there in Jackson. Check them out on the online at therogue.com, or check them out on Instagram. The Rogue JXN. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at The Rogue. All right. Down three in the SEC picks uh, going here into week 11. This is the week I really have to try to at least get back a game. Because next weekend, I mean, there's just not a lot to pick from. Only a couple of games that would you might even consider going the opposite way on. Then you get into the rivalry games and anything could happen there. So let's see what happens. Let's see what I'm willing to do. Uh, do we have anything non? No, everything's in the conference this week. So we'll start with at the bottom here. 11 a.m. kick on CBS, CBS doubleheader this week. Uh, number one, Tennessee at home against Missouri. I'll give Missouri a ton of credit, Robbie. They have played 
hard this year. They just aren't good enough to close games out. They should have had a win over uh, over Auburn. They had a chance against Georgia. Probably played Georgia better than almost anybody else has played them this year. And then last week against Kentucky, if they don't get that roughing call, they're going to get the ball back with a chance to win. They just can't get out of their own way. This is going to be an angry, wounded Tennessee team. I feel like they're going to really want to prove a point. So I'm going to take the volunteers to win pretty easily. Here's the thing with Tennessee. I mean, they can easily get into the playoff. Yeah, it's got to just got to wait. Just got to win out. Yeah, yeah. So that they have they have plenty of things to be still fighting for, and that's that's not good for everyone else on the schedule. So yeah, I'm going with Tennessee as well. All right. Also, uh, at I'm trying to tweet back to you. Hold on for a second. <laughs> I know what you're going to say too. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Uh, also at 11 a.m., Arkansas hosts number 10 LSU. LSU needs only to win out. They will clinch the, they will win the SEC West and go to Atlanta. Uh, a loss makes it interesting for the Tigers. Um, they would need, at that point, they would need Alabama to beat Ole Miss to stay on top there uh, in the SEC West. Weird line on this game. We're not picking on that, obviously, but LSU is only a three-point favorite in this. Two Arkansas defensive backs are not going to play, depleting what is already a putrid uh, pass defense. What am I missing, Robbie? I, I have no clue. Uh, this is it's two points. Three, isn't it? Three points. Yeah. Yeah, it makes no sense. Arkansas is not playing well. Their defense is, is pretty bad right now. Um, LSU, I think, is good enough on defense that they can limit KJ Jefferson and company. I mean, rivalry game. Battle for the boot. I don't know. By the way, did you know that trophy is over 200 pounds? I did. That That is a dangerous trophy. It also looks like if it fell on somebody, not only would it, it wouldn't crush them, it would actually slice them in half. It feels like it's like razor sharp. It's also like solid gold. What a weird. What a weird game. Yeah, I'm glad I'm I'm glad state's not a part of that. So, you got to pick. Yeah, so yeah, sorry. Um yeah, I'm going with LSU. I, As I mean, th- here's another team. I mean, can, they're going to have to win out to get in the playoff, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to have to win yeah. the SEC and everything. I, I think a two-loss SEC uh, a two-loss LSU that wins the SEC gets into Probably the playoff. In. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, another team. I would love to see LSU Tennessee in the SEC championship, but that that's probably not going to happen. Mm-hmm. But um, LSU Georgia would be fine by me too. I just want to see yeah. some different teams. So I, I agree. LSU is playing really well right now, mm-hmm. and I think that continues this weekend. All right. Uh, final game at eleven a.m. Mm, love it. Vanderbilt at Kentucky. Will Levis oh. will finally have a good game. I feel full confident. Every Kentucky game and Vanderbilt game, for that matter, is just kind of. Painful. Like, I, I just I, I can't watch it. And yeah, nobody wants to watch it. I turned uh, off the Kentucky game, Missouri game the other day to watch wrestling. Gosh. That's I mean, the, there was nothing. I love like wrestling. Had, what are we doing here? Yeah. Well, they had Ohio State, Northwestern. I, I watched everything through three quarters, and I was like, God, these games suck. Yeah. Like, I just couldn't do it. That's the first time I've ever done that. But, um, I mean, Kentucky. I mean, I mean, how could you trust Vanderbilt to yeah. win an SEC game at this point? Can't do it. Can't do it. So I'll go with uh with Kentucky. 
Their only chance was Missouri, and they couldn't win that game. How hilarious is that that Ole Miss didn't get college game day because of Alabama? Not the thing Ole Miss did. They did everything they had to do to get college game day there on this Saturday, but Bama couldn't get their side of the equation taken care of. And now they'll head down there to uh, to take on Ole Miss in what is essentially the first completely meaningless football game Alabama has played in November since 2010. That's a hell of a run, boys. So what is it, Robbie? Do you think the Rebels uh, take down Alabama and continue their, their terrible streak? Or does Alabama bounce back and put it to Ole Miss? I mean, I know we have now, like, we, we're doing something here, uh, Alabama, that is, I'm, they're not we, I'm just saying. Right. Um, they're doing something that hasn't been done in a long time, you know, basically playing meaningless games for, for them late in the season. But, I, you know, they, they have not lost back-to-back games since – when did we decide that was? 2000, 2009? Oh, goodness gracious. Or 2010, uh, maybe? I thought we talked about it one day. Maybe not. Back-to-back games? Yeah. I don't know that they've lost back-to-back games under Saban, have they? I mean, well, it would have been the 08 championship for game sure. And, and, and a 07. Game. It would have been oh. 07 for sure, but I don't well, know. 09, they lost the uh, the SEC championship game. Not 09, 08. Lost the SEC championship game and then lost their bowl game. To Utah. To Utah. That might be it. That That's what I was thinking, probably 09. I don't think that happens. I think they're going to figure it out in this game. I just don't – I don't think – this Ole Miss – if this was Ole Miss last year with Matt Corral and company, mm-hmm. I'm calling a win in this game. Yeah. I just don't trust Ole Miss enough against teams that, that are that talented yet. Uh, I think – I can tell you I feel like they're going to score on the first possession. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you can bet your bottom dollar on that. <laughs> but I'm going to take Bama. What, what's the what's the line on that twelve or something? Twelve and a half, yeah. That's what I was saying the other day. Like it's so weird that that state is only like four points off from that. Yeah, against Georgia. But are you going to make me pick the Rebels here to try to have a chance? Let me look at these. Ga- Hold on a second. Let me look at these games. I mean, me. do you want to do that? No, because I can. I, I got one. I think you're going to disagree with me on. So I'm going to take Alabama. I think Alabama's going to win. I didn't want to have to pick Ole Miss. I think Alabama will win. I can't imagine them. Lo- you're also you're, you got to think in terms of this, Robbie. It's, it would not only be two straight losses; it would be three out of four. Yeah, and three losses total, which I don't think's been done since maybe '09, maybe '10. I don't know. How many did they lose? They lost. I was not. Lose? I was not prepared for for. Uh, yeah. For yeah. This. Last time Alabama lost three games was 2010. Okay, so uh, I think they're, I think they're going to lose three this year. Well, the only other one they could lose because in the bowl game, I think Bryce oh, Young probably opts out. I think Will Anderson probably opts out. Yeah, you might be right. You might be right. That's so, interesting. And even that, if that they bowl win game out, is, that bowl game, if if Tennessee doesn't get in, is they're not. Maybe, it's not. I guess it's citrus, the Citrus Bowl. Which I was is, thinking Citrus. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out if, of course, if they lose this game. Oh God! To, you're talking about Alabama in like the Outback Bowl. Oh, and the, and you know they're not going to want to be there. Saban might opt out of that one. Hell. So, all right, let's move on. South Carolina travels to Florida, uh, 3 p.m. kickoff. This is the Hidden in Plain Sight game on the SEC Network. 
Florida played great last week against a, a hobbled Texas A&M team, but they beat them down pretty good. I thought South Carolina bounced back pretty nicely. They handled Vanderbilt pretty easily. Winner of this game could go on to have a pretty decent, you know, run here in the month of November. The loser is probably going to be looking to get to six and six when it's all said and done. Uh, my turn to pick first. I think I'll just go with the Gators being at home. Yeah. Boy, they, they really need to win this one. Um, well, they can get that six win against Bandy. I was going to say, because I think they lose to Florida State. It looks that way um, now. Yeah, first time in a long time. Yeah, so I'm going to go with the Gators, too. I, th- I thought they found something last week. Hey, I-, I thought they played inspired football against Georgia. I- mm-hmm. they-, they didn't let that game get out of hand, came mm-hmm. back kind of late. It hasn't really been that, you know, things have, like, unraveled for them or anything. It's like they're they're trying to figure some things out. I think Napier is going to be okay there. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, I-, I don't I don't think South Carolina is very good, to be honest with you. And – they Florida's are a more talented. bad, good team. So is yeah. Florida, though, for that for the matter. That matter. So I'll, yeah. yeah, we'll just go with the home team here. All right, last one to do here. The movable object meets the resistible force. Texas A and M and Auburn at Auburn for last place in the West. Who you got? Uh, <laughs> you got to pick one of them. I'm going with Auburn. You son of a! I knew I should have gone first. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I really do think Auburn's going to win this game. I think Texas A and M's just not just going to have no cares right. in the world. All right, I'm not Auburn. I'm not. Auburn feels like Auburn feels like they can take on anybody after the other day just because Cadillac Williams told them to. I am not going to fall four games behind putting my faith in Texas A and M at this point. No, so I will go with Auburn. Have some dignity. And then I guess I'm going to have to do what I did in 2016 and pull a monster comeback on rivalry rivalry weekend. I can never say it. You're going to have to do with the thing where you just like pick opposite of me on everything. I'm picking Georgia Tech over Georgia. <laughs> I'm picking Tennessee, Vanderbilt over Tennessee. I'm picking it all. We'll see. I think I did that last year. Yeah, we'll see what happens. All right. Yeah, I mean, three games, eight games. What's the difference? A loss is a loss. All right, tomorrow's show is the rumblings. Robbie's already tweeted it out. We'll get your questions uh, for tomorrow's show. Guys, have a great Tuesday. Back with you on Wednesday. For Robbie Falcon, I'm Brian. For, who's Robbie Falcon? Is they like related to Christopher Walken? It's the hey. guy that kept you from watching the the uh, the Saints. So you're welcome. Chris Jans and Robbie Falk kept me from watching the Saints. I appreciate you guys. You guys are good friends. I appreciate it. All right, guys, have a great week. Uh, Tuesday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Hayden. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.